morning, Living Hope. This morning, I want to welcome you to our Christmas service. And I want to bring your attention to Matthew chapter 2, verse 2. And where the, the wise men asked the question, where is the newborn king of the Jews? But today, we know the answer to that question. He's in our hearts. And today, we're going to open our hearts up and we're going to worship him passionately like never before. And so instead of focusing on all the other things like the Rudolphs and the Santas, we're going to focus on the king. So come and let's worship the king together. Amen, amen. Come on, give him another hand. Yeah, woo! Awesome. So awesome. Hey, sweetie. Good job. You did so good. <laughs> they are so adorable. Parents, if you can help us out a little bit, um, they're headed your way. <laughs> amen, amen. Well, good morning, Living Hope. Good morning. I'm so excited about today's service. Hey, that's my friends. <laughs> How are you guys? Oh, I see some friends that came this morning. Awesome to see you. Um, we are I'm excited about worshiping Jesus. Anybody with me? Anybody with me? We, this is my favorite time of the year because, it's, Pastor, this is when we, would serve, we get a chance to worship the king, the, the one and only king, the true and living king. Let me tell you what the wise men did when they came to him. Um, I'm going to Matthew. Um, let's see here. And this is the failure of the phone. When it leaves, 
you touch it and it goes somewhere else. But I'm going to find it. <laughs> All right. 2.10, that's where I am. That Matthew 2 and 10. It says, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. So first of all, they started to praise God with exceeding great joy. And when they, came, when, when they were come unto the house, they saw the young child uh, with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. So they began to praise God because they saw the star. And then when they got to the king, before they gave him any gift, before they did anything else, they bowed down and they worshiped the king. Living Hope, this morning, we want to come together and worship this morning. We want to bow before the Lord, wherever you are at your seat. I mean, if you want to stand with us this morning, if you want to come to this altar this morning, if you want to bow there where you are, it, the door is open. We're freely worshiping the king this morning. Amen? Amen. God bless you. I hope you enjoy. We all stand up and let's celebrate the birth of our king.
Yeah. Uh... 
give Jesus praise right there. Come on, let's worship Jesus. The king is here with us. Wherever you are, let's make it personal to God right about now. Right now, let's make it personal. Personal. Whatever you need from the Lord, whatever you want to say to him, however you want to honor him, right now is a good spot, a good spot to do that. Amen. Come on, lift your voices. Just give God a hand clap if you want to. Yes, sir. If you want to holler out to Jesus because he's worthy, right now is the awesome, an awesome opportunity that's to worship the King of Kings. Come on, we're going to lift that stanza up again. Come on, Riley. Woo, and everybody lift a hole. Come on and lift your voice. Thank you. 
give you forgiveness for free and you forgave me. You are you are you are you are together. God, you are worthy of all our praise. You're worthy of everything. You deserve first place in everything. Our thoughts, our priorities, the use of our time, our gifts, our relationships, our finances, everything. You gave your all. We want to give our all in return. Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
all things created by him and for him. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the one and only Son. So God, just as those wise men brought gifts, gold for your kingship, frankincense for your deity, and myrrh for your sacrifice, your death, your resurrection, your ascension. Now you reign as king forevermore, and one day every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And God, we want to bow now. We yield now. We're not going to wait till everybody has to. We do it willfully now in response to your great love and your sacrifice. Now, Lord, as we give in this offering, we give with joy and thanksgiving for your glory. Receive these gifts now. And all who agreed said, amen. Amen. You may be seated. All right. Ushers, if you would come now and receive our offering. Many ways to give virtually or in the boxes as you leave, but this is just one way. I'd like you to take your Bibles out. I want to share one verse with you out of Mark chapter 4. But before that, I had an experience this week that I have never had in my journey with God. On Tuesday morning, I woke up literally from a sound sleep with a word from the Lord. I mean, it was as clear, it was as specific as I'm going to give it to you right now. Never had this happen before. I know it's for me, but it may be for others in the room or watching online. And it was, ju- it was essentially this. I came to the earth as a baby. It took 30 years before I even began my public ministry. And then three years to fulfill that ministry. I am a patient God. I am not in a hurry. And I want you to be patient with me and with yourself. This does not excuse sin or passivity or lukewarmness, but I am patient to bring you to maturity and patient to cause seeds to grow even while you sleep. Mark chapter 4 It was interesting because I shared it with our staff team in our staff meeting Tuesday morning, and Judy Childs immediately said, I'm going to pray you get more of those, David. I said, Amen. In Mark chapter 4, verse 26, Jesus said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. Even while the farmer slept, the seed that he sowed sprouted because God made it sprout. God produces the growth. Paul planted, Apollos watered, and who causes the growth? God causes the growth. Philippians 2, verses 12 and 13, it says to work out, that's our part, your salvation with fear and trembling because it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. 2 Corinthians 3 and 18 says, As we behold the glory of God, we are being transformed 
from one degree of glory to the next by His Spirit. The book of Timothy says, The Lord is not slow in keeping His promises, as some count slowness. That'd be us. We think He's slow, don't we? We think He's not on time, don't we? We think He forgot His word sometimes, don't we? We think He's asleep sometimes, like the disciples in the boat when Jesus was asleep. But He was waiting on just the right time to do the miracle. And so it says in Timothy that he is not slow, as we count slowness, but he's patient toward you and me, not wishing that any perish. The only reason he's delayed his second coming is to give more people the opportunity to receive him in their life and be saved and born again. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for you to respond. He stands at the door and knocks. But you have to open the door and then he comes in. God is patient. He's not in a hurry. He makes it grow. We need to be patient with him, patient with ourselves. But make sure we're doing our part. Plant the seed. Water the seed. And trust him to bring about the growth in his perfect time. Hope that blesses you today.
them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for I behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. sin. I don't know if you've ever seen this in this passage, but it might give you a whole new level of understanding of how good the gospel is when you see 2 Corinthians 5.21 this morning, which says, for our sake, for our sake, he made him, that's the father made the son, to be sin. Did you get that? He became sin. Now, when he died on the cross, he certainly took the judgment for our sin, the penalty. But this goes deeper, and it says he became sin. Literally, he embodied sin. This is why when when it says, when Jesus said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The Father had to turn his face away from his Son Because he took our sin and became sin. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is called the great exchange. (laughs) Jesus exchanged his righteousness for our sin that we would exchange our sin for his righteousness. He was perfect and holy and sinless. Because God required a perfect sacrifice. 
But out of love, he exchanged that sinlessness and became sin. In other words, when Jesus was on the cross, at that moment, he embodied, in a sense, everything that sin is, all its ugliness and filth. And you know that Satan was having a heyday for three days. And then he didn't, because he was defeated. Christ overcame sin. He comes to not only give us forgiveness and reconciliation, but he comes to set the captives free. He comes to give victory over sin and Satan. Last Sunday, between first and second service, there was a young man that was delivered of demons in this very room. I got a text late Saturday night that a woman had been ministering to her, his aunt had been ministering to him over the phone and had seen some demons cast out of him in their session over the phone. But she said, there's more that needs to be done. Can a few people pray for him Sunday? And I said, yes. And I lined them up. And between services, right over here, right under the wall of compassion. I know this is going to be a little different for some of you to hear, but I'm telling you, this stuff is real and it's in the Bible and it happens today. The demons began to growl through this young man. And as he was prayed for and set free and the demons exited him, he literally vomited. And that's a common manifestation when demons leave somebody. Beloved, he was set free last week. And we were texting... We were texting yesterday, and I took the prayer that's on my website, how to pray on the armor of God, and I said, I suggest that you do this. And he goes, I've been doing it all week. He had already been praying on the armor. He was in first service today with a bunch of his family, and I'm telling you, the countenance on that young man is night and day difference. And I said to him last night, and I said in the first service, and He knows it well. I said, the battle hasn't ended, it's just started. Because Satan will try to gain access to you again. And that passage in Scripture that says, if you don't fill the house, seven demons more powerful than the first will come in and try to re-inhabit the house. So you have to be filling your life with the Word of God and the filling of the Holy Spirit and godly things and shutting the door to the enemy every single day in your thought life and in other ways. But if you do that, you're going to be victorious. God's going to win victory after victory in your life, and you're going to be an agent to help set other captives free. Folks, God's at work. We're not here to play church service of worship. So we crawl on that altar. We offer our lives, and we say, God, take control. Have your will and way. Fill me. I've been going my way, I've been doing my thing, and it ain't working, and it never will. Even if it satisfies, it'll just be for a short season, and then we begin to reap what we've sown, and it's not good. But when we yield to God, and we surrender to God, and we allow Him to have His way, then He produces, back to my word earlier, He produces the fruit of the, it's the fruit of the, in other words, it's the Spirit working in and through us that produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, 
Those are the fruit of the Spirit. Don't you want those? I do. I want them to be ever-increasing in my life as I allow the Holy Spirit more and more access to my life, my thoughts, my actions, my priorities, my hobbies. That's what He does. He produces this fruit. He wants to do that for you. Even when you're sleeping, He's at work. Because God neither slumbers nor sleeps. (laughs) I'm going to give you an opportunity to Pray and and ask Christ to come into your life in the room. Those of you watching online, I'm just going to take the little prayer out of this wonderful little gospel book called Would You Like to Know God Personally? We're actually going to all pray it out loud together to support those who might be doing it for the first time because they're not alone. Whether you've received Christ or not, if this prayer expresses the desire of your heart, I encourage you to pray it out loud with me. Let me give give you this prayer and just explain it briefly says, Lord Jesus, I want to know you personally. See, it's not religion, it's a relationship. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins and giving me eternal life. See, the moment you accept Christ in your life, at that moment you're born again. You receive a new nature. You receive the indwelling Holy Spirit. You're reconciled to God. You're redeemed. You're forgiven. He loves you with an everlasting love. And you begin this relationship that's going to last for all of eternity. It's called eternal life. See, eternal life's not just dying and going to heaven. Eternal life begins the moment you accept Jesus. It just tends to, it, it just lasts forever. <laughs> it's life that begins the moment you're born again, and it's eternal, therefore it's eternal life. Jesus said in John 17, 3, this is eternal life, that you may know me and, and, and the Father who sent me. Take control of the throne of my life. I've shared this booklet with countless people, and as I've gone over the prayer with them, I've had people say, now I can pray everything except that last sentence. And I say, why can't you say, take control of the throne of my life? And they say, because I won't be able to live up to this commitment. I feel like I'll fail tomorrow. And I said, you will. And I do every day. But it's the indwelling Holy Spirit that will change you from the inside out. It's not up to you to to live perfect after you pray and receive Christ. But it is up to you to yield. And then he will bring about the changes from the inside by his power and presence. World of difference, beloved. Not like a New Year's resolution where it's like, I'm going to try harder next year. No, you receive a person into your life. And that person through the Holy Spirit begins to transform you from the inside out. Take control of the throne of my life. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. Let's stand together. Like our prayer team to please take your positions and be available to pray with people. Maybe you need physical healing. Maybe there's something that's a burden in your heart. Maybe you are concerned about another person and you just want somebody to agree with you in prayer for them. During this song, it's a time if you want to come to the altar and just pray alone in fresh surrender or interceding for somebody. You want to pray with somebody on the prayer team, they're available. We're going to pray this prayer out loud, all of us together. Some of you are going to be praying it for the very first time. Some of you online, you're going to be praying it for the very first time. And in this moment, you're going to be born again. Your life's going to be changed. This moment can affect all of eternity. Folks, I'm not being melodramatic. That is the truth. When a person is born again, they are transformed in a moment. The Bible says if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. 
The old is gone and the new has come. It's the miracle of the new birth. <laughs> Only God can do this, and this is the meaning of Christmas. I'll say a sentence and you repeat it out loud. Lord Jesus, I want to know you personally. Let's try that again. I would like you to pray it like you mean it. Lord Jesus, I want to know you personally. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins and giving me eternal life. Take control of the throne of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. Father, we thank and praise you for just what is happening in this room right now, online. Lives being changed. Your mercy being poured out. The miracle of the new birth. Jesus, you said, unless a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Oh, save us, forgive us, redeem us, fill us, change us for your glory. Now, God, as we come to the altar in this song, I pray that your spirit would be free to move in this room. Those that need prayer will get it. Those that need to fresh surrender their lives. Lord, we love you and we praise you. and Thank you that we can meet with you today.
I want you to close your eyes. I want you to picture yourself coming before the Father, before His throne, and there's open arms. He welcomes you. He forgives you. He loves you. See if the Lord doesn't maybe give you something special right now. Just as you meditate on that picture of coming before a father with open arms. Still time to get prayer if you need to slip out of your seat. Come to one of these at the front. What's something in your life that may not be pleasing to God right now? Are you willing to bring that to Him with those? He's got open arms. Bring it to Him. Hand it to Him. What is it you need to let go of? Picture yourself handing Him that area that Maybe you struggle with or you're wrestling with or that's not fully yielded to Him. He doesn't say, go get it straight, then come back. He says, you come as you are. And if you'll hand that to me, then I can change it. I can do more in one minute than you can do in a lifetime. you got to let go. Quit gripping it so tight. Release it to Him. about God that just amazes me is these two attributes. He's strong and powerful and yet he's loving and kind and tender. I'll never understand that. <laughs> he's strong and mighty and sovereign and holy and yet he's loving and merciful and kind and patient, compassionate, tender-hearted. That's why he is the lion and the lamb. Man, if you're a guest today, after this final song, go to the welcome station. We have a free gift for you there. And if you have any questions about the church, I'm going to be down front to talk to anybody who needs to. And this last song will serve as our benediction.
guys for coming and living out today. Um, I'm a believer that um, heaven's going to be fun, so we're going to have a little bit of fun in church if that's okay with y'all. That's okay with y'all? Russo, let's get it. One, two, one, two, three, let's go! While shepherds kept their watching On silent blocks by night Behold, throughout the heavens There shone a holy light Oh, go telling on the mountains Over the hills and everywhere Go telling on the mountains That Jesus Christ is born Shepherd's spirit and tremble when low upon the earth. Break out the angel chorus that held our Savior's birth. Down in a lonely manger, our humble Christ was born. And God sent our salvation that blessed Christmas morning. Turn up, let's go, let's go. Go, tell it on the mountains, over the hills, and everywhere. Go, tell it on the mountains, that Jesus Christ is born.
Ba 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 